This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out Jason Qualls. CFP.com. That's Jason Qualls, CFP.com. J A S O N Q U A L L S, CFP.com. You don't have to deal with advisors who are product salesmen, pitchmen for investment companies, insurance companies, annuity companies, if you work with an independent fee only CFP. If you got a question, a comment, a disagreement, you can jump in by clicking email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I said this before, I'll say it again. I know how difficult this is to accept. It's difficult for me, and I'm an industry insider. Investing is simple. Investing may be the simplest part of a financial plan. And you're thinking, no, I don't understand all that mutual fund stuff. I don't don't get all that. If you really get to the basics of how you need to be managing your money, Investing is very, very simple. The issue is, or the problem is, or the common occurrence in the financial services industry is that advisors make it complicated. Because if you go to 8 out of 10, probably 9 out of 10 advisors in this area, they're going to come at you with this fund company or that fund company and why you need to hire them for performance. And they're not going to talk, talk a whole lot about low-cost asset allocation, diversification. They'll give you a mutual fund sales pitch because that's what they're trained to do. and you'll, It'll all sound all fancy. That overcomplicates the simplicity of investing. It really doesn't take a whole lot of really knowledge and skills. And I'm not kind of diminishing the role of investment people. It really doesn't take a whole lot of of knowledge and skill set and training to select an investment strategy for yourself. What it does take a lot of is courage to stick to it. Stick to it through the sales pitches. Stick through it through the misleading advice or the good news or bad news throughout the media and financial media. Or stick through it through a market downturn. That's the difficult part. Picking out a U.S. fund, an international fund, a bond fund, and maybe a couple other asset classes 
in a mix that's right for you and what you're trying to achieve and doing it with only low-cost commission-free mutual funds, it takes a little bit of knowledge, but it's not that complicated. Getting someone to stay through that every time some annuity pitch man comes through the door saying they got a guaranteed 8%, or every time some dude in a strip mall that calls himself a financial advisor says he's got the biggest and best mutual fund manager in the world, hire me because I'm better at performance, it really t or stick through it when the market drops 10% in a month. Those are the things that, invest, that makes investing tough. So you want to make sure you're keeping investing simple. Here's how you do it. Well, first, let me say, study after study has shown that most investment managers cannot time the market or beat the market. When we say market, I'm going to talk about as it relates to the S&P 500. Those who are able to beat the market for a period of time aren't able to continue to do it over the long term. So if you're asking questions like, is it a good time to invest in stocks? Which fund managers are the best? Now, what's the perfect investment strategy? If you're asking those types of questions, you're already headed down the wrong path. Because anyone that knows anything about the market is going to be honest with you. And they're going to be honest with you, I should say. <clears throat> we'll tell you. I don't know if it's a good time or a bad time. The only people who, there's no one that knows if right now is a good time or a bad time. Because we don't have a crystal ball. Now, salespeople will go, well, I, you know, based on my training and my firm and my investment people in St. Louis or wherever, New York, no, now is a really good time. Or, no, now is a terrible time. They don't know. If it were that simple as someone out there with the information, then most investment managers will be able to beat the market, but they can't. Or if you ask about a fund manager, well, what fund managers are, are good? Well, I got just the guy for you. Let me pull out this guy from American Funds or this guy from wherever and they don't know no more than you just throwing darts at a dartboard full of mutual fund names so here are some tips for you to minimize wasting your time making investing too complicated figure out what type of investor are you do you really care about the ups and downs of the market or are you really skittish you got to find out what your risk tolerance is there's no one way to do it i like thinking about what is your worst possible acceptable loss over a year's time is it if you were down 15 percent would you sell out if you were down 20 percent would you sell everything and find that happy medium to get to the point where we can match your investment strategy to your risk tolerance if you can't sleep well at night when your investments go down you may be tempted to cash everything out and when you cash everything out you're going to not be around for the recovery, and the recovery always comes. So matching your investment strategy, your diversification mix, to how aggressive or conservative you are is key because that right there will allow you to stay invested no matter if the market goes down over a week or a month or a year because you know that you, you can accept that type of loss. So match your investment strategy to your risk tolerance. Also, minimize the cost inside your investments. People don't think about this, but this is a great, great study done by Morningstar. They found that the cost of an individual mutual fund 
Now, their expense ratio is what it's called. The cost of a mutual fund is actually the best proven predictor of future fund returns. So what they're saying is cheaper funds do better. And most of you listening right now, if you're not working with an independent fee-only CFP, you're paying double, triple, maybe even quadruple too much for your investments, for your mutual funds. You don't even know it. You're like, nah, my guy wouldn't do that to me. Yeah, they would. They would do it because they don't care or they don't know. You can certainly change it. So you want to minimize, if you minimize your costs and your investments right now, over the next six months, a year, two years, five years, ten years, your performance is going to go up because you're not paying as much. Just like if you're driving a car. If you could get gas at 25% of what it currently sells for, the price to drive your car goes down, but you're still driving the same amount of miles. You're just paying four times less than what you were before. Same thing goes for mutual fund costs. Stick to your plan. Stick to your plan no matter what. That is the key. I know you get tired of hearing that from me, but that's it. Most investors sell when they shouldn't sell. They buy when they shouldn't buy because they don't have the help of a certified financial planner. Make sure you do. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. Jason Qualls, CFP.com. I'm back at you. Right after this. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, jasonquallscfp.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. If he ever quits or kicks it or something, I can pinch produce. <laughs> Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. It's real funny. Here on News Radio WGNS. Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Back 
So this is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Paul, Certified Financial Planner. Joining in now is John Baker, estate planning attorney. To talk just that, estate planning. We're all about John. Go to bakercouncil.com. John, why don't you start off telling the listeners a little bit about what you do as an estate planning attorney, how that's a little bit different than someone who's a general practitioner in the realm of law. So, you know, with an estate planning attorney, you know, typically what we're trying to do is plan for, you know, a, a, a family or a couple or an individual's, uh, you know, affairs while they're, uh, you know, alive and well, uh, to plan in the event they become incapacitated or disabled, and then, of course, plan, you know, for their death. So we're trying to cover all these bases and to develop a plan, of course, you know, the common tools used are wills, trusts, powers of attorney, you know, and those types of documents. And so we're to try to come up with a, with a plan so that people can uh, address those issues. You know, for example, well, I'm alive and well, but, you know, I'm 35 years old with two young children. Uh, if something happens to me, you know, what about income replacement? You know, do I have life insurance? You know, do I, do I have... Uh, you know, a plan well, set up for, for my wife or for my children. Yeah, right. So, you know, we just go through all those issues. Of course, with older couples, which tend to be the ones more prone to do the planning, or older individuals, you know, they may be looking uh, at long-term care issues or, or maybe they've got built up large retirement plan accounts and, and, and are concerned about the tax aspects of that. So, we, you know, we just try to cover all, all, all those bases. And, of course, everybody's plan's going to be, you know, a, a little different from, you know, f- from person to person or, or, you know, couple to couple as, as to what they may need and, and what they want. There are different options, and people can kind of pick and choose the options and the plans they want to do. Well, you mentioned something earlier on in this describing what an estate planning attorney does is plan for someone who becomes disabled or incapacitated. I think people often think that they're just planning for what happens when they die, but that's not that's only part of estate planning. So describe what the pl- what planning goes into that when it deals with disability or incapacitation. All right. Well, you know, of course, there's a financial aspect of it that insurance and financial planners and, and you know what will help people through. And then you know there's also the legal end of it. Who's going to have the legal authority to make decisions for me to plan? you know, for financially or, or property or, or to deal with uh, government entities or uh, or insurance companies, you know, all, all these various things that, that someone would normally, uh, you know, may have to deal with in their regular life. Who's going to do that if I don't have the legal mental capacity to do it? I've been injured or I have an illness. I can no longer do these things myself. And most people and, think, well, I'm married. My spouse will be right. able to do it. And, Is that the automatic? If you do have no planning done, you have no document in, in place that, that deals with incapacitation or disability. I mean, there, is the wife or husband going to be able to step in and take well, care of those issues? Right. I mean, there, 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 there is not. And so uh, even a spouse could, could find themselves needing to get uh, an adult guardianship, or in Tennessee called a conservatorship, uh, to, uh, you know, to handle their spouse's affairs, you know, going forward, which could, could be for years, you know, depending on the nature of the, of the uh, of the illness or, or, or the injuries and so uh and what does that mean what is somebody you know you don't have a document in mm-hmm. place that names your financial power of attorney your health care power of attorney right. and there's nothing in place and you become dis- disabled and your spouse has to go get this conservatorship you know just the words make it sound like hey that's this legal term that sounds right. easy to do but is it that easy well it, it, it's really a a, a complex uh 
uh, process, and essentially it, it's a court process, okay? So a, a lawsuit is filed. So the person that's bringing the case to get the person, you know, to get someone appointed. So let's say it's the spouse. So the spouse may have to file a lawsuit, you know, a conservatorship action, uh, you know, technically against their own spouse to get legal authority to make decisions for the spouse going forward. And uh, there is just the, the way the processes work, uh, it, it's costly, uh, it's time-consuming, and it's got ongoing court supervision. Therefore, you know, the typical planning tools to avoid that expensive, stressful court process are to do powers of attorney. So yeah, most people have heard of powers of attorney, and the power of attorney is going to appoint someone to take care of those things for you if you can't do it yourself. So you may appoint your spouse, or you may appoint your child, you know, to do those things so that they don't have to go to court to get that authority, you know, should, should you know, should that come up and, and, and someone need to do that. So it's a, uh, uh, you know, we, you know, sometimes trusts are used if, if, if there's trust planning built to deal with those issues. So uh, it, the planning, by planning yourself and doing the documents yourself, you can save yourself and your family, you know, all those heartaches of going through a court process to, uh, you know, to be able to take care of things. So, in, in a simple sense, you know, if a power of attorney would solve this disability or incapacitation problem for someone that's thinking about this type of planning, it's not a very difficult thing to do. It's not a very costly document to set up, and we're just talking about it in a standalone terms here. But if you do not have it and you're, you need it, we're talking about a, a longer drawn-out yes. process, a very stressful court process, and then having to have legal representation through that, which is going right. to cost way more than just the power of attorney. Right. There's going to be at least one attorney involved in a court process. There may be two or could even be three attorneys in, involved. And so it can get expensive quickly. Uh, and even after the conservatorship has been approved and set up by the court, each year there's annual accountings and annual certifications that the conservatorship is still needing. So there's ongoing things and ongoing expense, even after the initial expenses of setting it up. So in planning, you know, when you do your wills and do your estate plans, typically you're going to be doing your powers of attorney. We have powers of attorney for health care, for property, for finances, and you want to have all those things in place so that should you have an illness or have an injury, that, that these things can be dealt with in a more private and, 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 and less expensive and less stressful way than having to go to court. Are there different types of powers of attorney? I mean, you, you see a document sometimes called a durable power of attorney. Are there di what does that mean, or are there different types of just the, the power of attorney? I mean, there there are, and they can be worded different ways for different purposes. Uh, you know, the common term you'll hear, durable. Well, what durable means is that should the person become incapacitated or incompetent, the power of attorney is still valid. Now, that's... When, so when we're talking about estate planning, we are talking about durable powers of attorney. Uh, that's what those are. So, so the, the term durable is the type of power of attorney that you're going to have in, in an estate planning context. Does that mean it goes into effect when there's a disability or incapacitation, or is it always in effect? Um, we typically do not write them that way because of, of, of issues with, with writing it that way. So the, the preferred way to write it is to uh, have it effective, at least legally, it's not contingent upon you later becoming 
uh, incapacitated. Uh, it, it's effective today. In other words, you know, it could be used today, even though we don't need to use it today. That way, we don't have to deal with uh, problems that can come up in, 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 in writing it some other way at a later time. So most of the time, we're not going to write them to say it's only effective if I become incapacitated, because those become very problematic to use. So uh, obviously, with a power of attorney document, there's a lot of legal language there that describes mm -hmm. some of the things we've talked about. But you're also naming a person or persons that you would mm -hmm. like to be your person that decides on financial decisions or healthcare decisions. Right, right. So that's the key. You're naming a person ahead right. of time before you actually need it. So if you do, it's already there and you avoid the court process. Right. And, and that person's your agent. So they are your, your, your agent, your attorney, in fact. And you, depending on the powers that you've uh, set forth in your power of attorney, it, it grants them, you know, broad powers to, uh, to, you know, to do things for you. Now, I will say in the elder law context, which, which is, is a lot of what I do, uh, we, we do add some things and we have some different provisions in our powers of attorney to deal with long-term care, to deal with Medicaid applications and government benefits and some of the issues that you get there. So we do add some things to our powers of attorney that you may not see in, in the ordinary estate planning power of attorney. Very important document. Reach out to BakerCouncil.com. Also, local number here, right here in Murfreesboro. And that'd be 848. Well, that'd be what? 896-5621. or online, BakerCouncil.com. We'll continue our estate planning discussion right after this short break. Make sure you stick around. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qual, Certified Financial Planner. Back with you in just a moment. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. Get a second opinion. I'm Jason Qualls, commission-free certified financial planner. I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get a second opinion on your investments in financial plan. Unfortunately, since most financial advisors care more about selling you financial products than providing objective advice, it can be hard for you to know who has your best interest in mind. Call me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner for a free no obligation investment review at 878-2134 or go to my website jasonquallscfp.com you have worked your entire life for what you have and you deserve to determine how your assets are passed on to your loved ones make sure your estate plan is in order by calling john baker estate planning attorney today at 896-5621 estate planning is not about you but those you leave behind for more, go to BakerCouncil.com or call 896-5621. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty, 615-445-5073. Welcome back to the Blunt Show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any financial products. We'll leave that to the other guys. Still talking estate planning. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. 
still in the house is John Baker, state planning attorney. And John, why don't we go through a recent case that I've, I've referred over to you. You really don't know that much about it, but you've been through it before. It is a second marriage couple, no children together, and they're concerned that when they pass away, their assets they have accumulated independently of their second marriage may not be going to their children, their, their biological children. What are some of the tools and tactics that are used if this is somewhat, something that a, a couple is concerned with? Yeah, and, and this is, you know, sometimes one of the more complicating uh, issues, you know, we see in estate planning is these second marriages, these kind of blended family situations. And, uh, you know, you know, but some, you know, we may may involve some trust planning there. You know, maybe we have a spousal trust. Maybe, maybe we have uh, uh, a, uh, uh, you know, a, a trustee, uh, you know, co-trustee or additional trustee, you know, something to deal with those issues. Uh, maybe they have a uh, marital agreements in place. Uh, uh, you know, there's, you know, a number of different things we can do to try to deal with that. Maybe there's a uh, certain property or certain assets that, that we're going to kind of divide and, 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 and uh, figure out how to, you know, to, to do that division. You know, what, what do I want to go to my, my, my spouse? What do I want to go to my children? You know, and, and, and so it can, you know, it, it is one of the more Well, the uh, issue, you know, if you have issues, uh, no, just tons of money, and you can say, here, I want $2 right. million to go to this one and $2 million to go to that one, that's fine. But right. typically in an everyday situation that the surviving spouse needs the deceased spouse assets to continue living in retirement. Right. And then it's an issue of whatever's left I want of my money that you didn't spend throughout retirement, yeah. I want to go to my children. But when you leave all of your assets to your surviving spouse in a typical fashion outside of trust planning or other uh, legal forms and documents, the surviving spouse can do whatever they want with it. They can leave it right. to whoever they want. Right. And, and so, you know, it, so, yeah, so in a situation where you really haven't planned to deal with those issues, you know, maybe the, the plan is just, you know, all to my spouse. But if it's all to your spouse, then, then she's going to control that or he's going to control that. And, and the spouse may or may not include your family in on that. So, you know, it, it is. I mean, it's very uh, case by case. We might use beneficiary designations if, if we're dealing with accounts. Uh, sometimes, you know, the desire is for the spouse to live in the if You know, if I should die first, I want my spouse to be able to live in the house as long as she wants to. And then at her death, it go to my children. So we may have a trust set up to, you know, to do that, to make sure the spouse has a place to live, uh, but at her death that it goes, it goes to, you know, the, to the children of the other spouse. In your everyday, when I think about these issues from a certified financial planner standpoint, they get really, really confusing of how to talk someone through all of the concerns they may have with this, this, this situation of a second marriage and, and children from a prior marriage. Do you find it as complicated when you're dealing with the couples or thinking about the issues? Because it's not just as simple as, you know, your first marriage, all your children are biological, and we know exactly the lineage of our assets. Yeah, I think a lot of you know, a lot of times in that situation, you know, they come in and they're, you know, they, they know the issues there. They know they, you know, they want to, you know, do something to deal with it. But at the same time, they don't want anything real complicated. Want to keep it simple, and you know, so you're kind of balancing 
those, those concerns. Because it's a, a complicated situation, there may not be. A, there may a, not be a, just a purely simple answer that that's going to solve the problem. In, you know, and, and maybe it's going to take something more complicated or, or just more involved than what. Yeah, more they may a more detailed thought. planning process. Well, or I, maybe, yeah, or maybe we find a solution. Just maybe it's in their finances or, or their property or something that that turns out not to be. Uh, maybe it's an easy solution to the problem. You know, but sometimes it just takes that conversation you know that counseling that that talking with each other to to talk it out and, and maybe yeah, saying the pros something. and the cons of each scenario yeah. out loud helps yeah. well i like that but i don't like that and it kind of guides you right. to a decision it, and maybe we find something that, that that solves the problem just just through that counseling uh session what i have found is a lot of couples in these second marriage situations with children that they do not share children together but they have children from previous marriages is they don't they're not really aware of the issues, the planning issues. They're right. like, "Oh, I had no idea. I haven't thought of that." Uh, right. And and, yeah. Do they? Are, you think that makes people overly concerned and overly paranoid, or is it helpful to kind of get it out in the air? Well, you know, they, they like I said, generally they they got they they know there's kind of, there's an issue out there, but they just you know they they're obviously they you know they're you know they're, it's not their profession you know to, to have all the technical expertise and, and, and understanding of the issues so they come in and that's part of the lawyer's job is to, is to help explain some of that so for example you know you know what about the large ira or the large 401k well well what typically who is typically the beneficiary of that the that would spouse be, be the wife because the you know there can be some tax advantages to, to that but you know they need to be aware that if if it's kept that way that when if you die and your spouse gets that IRA, it's theirs, and, and they usually can change the beneficiaries to whoever they want at that point. It's their IRA at that point. They roll it over into their own IRA. So uh, you know, so sometimes that's a big issue that 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 they may not have really realized until we get in and you know start having these conversations. Yeah, I think that kind of hits it there because the people name beneficiaries. They say, well, I'll name my new spouse of my second marriage as the primary. I'll go ahead and name my children as the secondary beneficiaries on my 401k or IRA. And they just say, hey, it's taken care of. Not right. knowing that when it passes to the surviving spouse, the contingent beneficiaries essentially go away. Right. And she rolls it or he rolls it over into her name. And they can and name whoever it. they want as the beneficiary. Right. That is right. the planning issues that we talk about on Financial Coaching Radio. It's the planning issues that John can help out with. BakerCouncil.com. Great info today, Mr. Baker. I appreciate it. Enjoyed being here. All right, we're going to take our last break. Be back with you in just a moment. Make sure you stick around right here on WGNS. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out 
at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty, 615-445-5073. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. Welcome back to the show. Just a couple minutes here left on WGNS. Reminding you, online anytime is Financial Coaching Radio Podcast. Just go to financialcoachingradio.com. Click on Archives. Get the long list of all the past shows. You want some interesting data about the market? The stock market will fall by about 10% about once a year on average. So we just had a big decline recently in the market. Now, it's kind of came up a little bit since then. But is that the once a year we should expect? Here's the thing that perplexes me. Is that even though the numbers say it, and it's been happening on average once a year, the market has fell 10% at least once during a 12-month period. And people go, I can't believe it. I can't believe what is happening. You should expect it. It's happened before. It'll happen again. The thing is to remember is if your investment strategy matches your risk tolerance, matches everything you got going on in your financial plan, there's nothing to worry about. I know that's hard to do. That's why investing is easy but hard to follow. You're looking for a more professional process than just a mutual fund or annuity or insurance sales pitch. Go to my website, jasonqualscfp.com. I am one of the only independent fee-only CFPs in the area. Appreciate you joining in today. And, of course, every day, we'll be back at you next time. Same time, same channel. WGNS, 4 o'clock every weekday. (laughs) 